This is the Prepare for Battle podcast, an on-earth conversation with Aaron and Sharon, here to represent the human spirit in an attack from an automated, digitally generated, algorithmic-driven machine in the digital battlefield that is our business reality. So fire up your business murderers, dial in your crown chakras, and connect at ready for these mega downloads. This week's episode in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Prepare for Battle podcast. My name is Aaron Battle. And I'm Sharon Kennedy. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the invisible battle. There's a new topic. That is so unusual, that topic, that I I really love it. Yeah, I well, I think it's it's new to me too. And it's, it's an awareness of, um, you know, a, a deeper purpose and living to your full expression and how it's a bit, difficult or uh, convoluted, elusive uh, way of living. And, you know, you really got to walk in in truth for yourself with faith that you're on track. And um, but the track's invisible. So how do you know what, what we're doing? How do you know what we're supposed to be doing? What's my true purpose? I know that they're big questions and they're deep questions. And and like you say, a lot of it, or most of it, is invisible to us. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm at a at a turning point because you just wake up one morning and it's like, why am I racing? Why what am I doing? Why am I working so hard and for what? What's going on? Oh, geez, they're big questions <laughs> that I have I have asked myself those probably twenty odd years ago. Oh, um, good. Yes, it's. I guess it's when you get closer, you know, when you start heading upwards, I'll call it, towards the big five O and more. Well well, we had a little chat before we went live and and you brought it back to when when I did the course, when I became a, a practitioner of the bars and uh, with uh, access consciousness. Yes. And you believe that that was the the critical moment that um, has sparked this, um, I don't know, I don't know what I call it, ascension, perhaps? Yeah, the consciousness <laughs> has risen. Yeah. And yeah, it does that. do that. I mean, they say that when you have a session of access consciousness bars that um, you, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Um, and at the very least, you'll feel like you've had a fantastic massage. Um so yes, it's it's interesting to to hear that you um you are in a place of contemplation of your future, if I put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, you did warn me. I know you warned everyone in training. You did say that uh, normally. Well, I don't know how you phrased it, but you said you know give it you know give it a couple days to a week and and you know just you know don't force it and let the changes kind of impact you and everyone goes through a different experience. I I didn't expect this at, at all because it pretty much hit me um, second or third day. I was what I'm going through now was me chucking a tantrum and I just said no, nah, I don't want to do anything. Too much. Everyone's too. Everyone's all talking. Ever too much talk. That was my first impression. Uh, why is everyone talking about what we're doing and the change and you know all these li- living in the future. There's a lot of anxiety around what's going to happen to us and, you know, what they're doing and what they did. And it's like, none of this matters. Just just live in the moment. I mean, so, yeah, that, it was a big a big impact. But I thought that kind of went away because it that was, that was a, maybe two weeks after that. 
it kind of simmered down a little bit and and I was in this mode of like okay now I need to just um, be appreciative of the projects I'm in and, and finish the work you know don't don't just uproot things without finishing and I, I kind of got in my groove but then um, just recently like in the last week it's happened again I'm over it I'm questioning so so you're actually gone to another level yeah well I, I don't know if I don't feel like I have I feel like I've regressed actually yeah that sort of change like it's um it's it's just changing consciousness and you're actually a bit more connected to it which is why I think you know you, you can't tolerate the things that you tolerated before yeah so yep. something's got to change and it and it's got to change you know in a big way um, but often we don't know how how to go about that so you feel it, but how do you how do you actually actually make that change? And what is the change that you're meant to make? All you know is that um, you're disgruntled by the way things have been going, and yeah. the tolerance is very low. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm at breaking point. You know, every um, you know, five minutes before every, every coffee. It's like it's like I'm medicating myself with coffee because it, I mean, it's it's like I just want to just get on with it but yeah it's, it is a it's a discomfort um i i think it's because i feel like i'm not on track but i'm embracing it because what it what i recognize is it it's if i can i mean we're kind of talking around it i mean you know you and i know, know what we're talking about but if you haven't experienced this is it's difficult to know or understand um so i think at its base level it's just like i'm just over the fluff of the everyday mundane routine and I want to, I want to turn the volume up. Like I want to make sure that what I'm doing is is of meaning. Yes. So, so I've been doing a bit of an audit. I've been going through all the the work that I'm I'm working on and the projects and the people I'm working with and just made a big list of everything. And I want to, when I say turn the volume up, I want to get out there and make more um, impact. And for me to do that, now it's morphing into an identity crisis. So now it's like. The who am I? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that's what it was before, but now it's like who do I want to be, or who should I be? And that's right. And the the great thing about tapping into that consciousness is that you can create and be anyone you want to be. Yep, that's cool. <laughs> it doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> it doesn't make it any easier, and especially when you've got to make decisions around economic decisions. You know, you're a dad and you've got rent to pay and you've got kids to feed. You've got all those things, so it's not like you can just go, okay, this is the new me, see ya. <laughs> I'm off out there in the world. You've you've got to actually do it with one foot in that um, economic um, flow. Yep. Yep. The struggle is real. We're surviving out here, us small business owners. And that's that's it, isn't it? That small business stuff. It's not like mega, mega bucks. And, you, you know, like the recent lady that that I saw on the on the tube not long ago where America doesn't have baby formula and they're they're actually trucking it in from good old Oz. And, um, you know, the lady that runs that is, you know, was ready for it she can actually deliver as much baby formula as anyone wants you know that's that's really cool i mean australia's had i mean this wouldn't be the first time we got the call i mean there was a there was a crisis in china a little while back with the baby formula and i don't know what happened but 
potential contaminants or something in those recalls and Australia stepped up. So, yeah, she probably was 100% ready. Yes, yes. So, so yes. But the world's changing. How about um, cabbage in your burgers? <laughs> Are you just to switch it up? Oh, dear, the old cabbage in your burgers. What I found really interesting about that was that clearly some of these fast food outlets put cabbage instead of lettuce in the burgers and and thought that no one would notice or not say anything about it. Um, you're right. You're right. It wasn't really. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. There wasn't. There was no memo. Like when you drive through the drive-through, there wasn't a, a you know a postal a, like a what, what do you call it like a a, a post-it. A um, disclaimer. <laughs> no, but but I tell you what, I did. Uh, I recently had a burger and um, I didn't mind the cabbage. I thought the, ex- the extra crunch was nice. Oh wow. Well, you know, like I thought to myself when I I first heard about it. Um, well. That's what they use in coleslaw. It's just grated cabbage and grated carrot and a bit of onion and mayonnaise and whatever. But I gather that they, in their wisdom, they being whoever, decided to put the cabbage in, um, thought, well, you know, they'll use the coleslaw alternative response. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how it just happened. And and there wasn't, I mean, I I saw it, uh, I heard about it. But it was all over the news, you know, 10 and was it $10 lettuce or $15? It was ridiculous. I mean, I don't know who, who pays that, but I heard about a $100 watermelon sold wow. in the US from Australia. And it's like, like, why don't you just get one from Mexico? They got, they got a ton of watermelon down there. How do you get one from Australia for 100 bucks? But I mean, this is the world we're in now. Things are going crazy. Well, I, I, you know, I wonder because, you know, I'm always, um, scanning the Facebook marketplace and I did notice on there someone was selling a lettuce for twelve dollars. <laughs> cool. Entrepreneur. And, yeah, and then I thought to myself, well, um, you know, initially that's gotta be a joke and then when you hear the news and you know, lettuces are these crazy prices and people are going to do those types of ads. Um what I mean, what do you do? I just stop eating lettuce. Yeah. Well, I think I stopped eating lettuce at five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, I mean, my, my trick is to come home and say that there wasn't any in the store just because I don't feel like paying $6 for strawberries and, you know, expensive lettuce and $4.50 for a, a little cucumber, not the full size. It's just, I mean, you got we got to make, um, you know, got to make these executive decisions as the uh, head of the house that um you know when when things aren't in season i don't i don't care to support you know capitalism in, well, the, in yeah, those moments the interesting thing is when we get into these sort of sticky situations is what i'll call it um and it doesn't look like it's you know we're going to it's going to get better anytime soon i start thinking well why do we have to eat anyway you're right you could take a day off take a break it just seems to be a lot of fuss about eating. And I, I think, well, how about not eating? Like I, I was talking to my uncle over the weekend and, you know, he is 78 years of age and, you know, they're missing a meal, him and his his wife. They're missing a meal a day because they're getting older and they just don't, 
they just don't want to eat as much. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, there is there there is a lot of documentation around that. As you get older, you eat less. Yeah. Um, well, back in the day as a student, university student, we used to just sleep it off. It's just being lazy and studying and, and working. It was just like it's too late now to eat. Can't be bothered cooking anything. I'm hungry, but oh, well, just sleep it off. And it was just a joke between, you know, between the students. Um, I mean, the whole house was like that. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, dinner? Nah, sleeping it off. And it was it was just, it was stupid, but it was just a joke. But now, you know, fasting is like a, a whole, it's a whole craze. It's like if you if you skip a, a dinner and then skip the next breakfast, you could fast for 24 hours. I know, right? This intermittent, intermittent fasting, they That's call the one. it. Yep. Um, you know, and the longer you can fast, the better it is for your body. And I think they would call that starvation back in my day. Yeah, I mean, it's we got a lot of programming, don't we? There's a lot of ideas in our head that we just accept and it's just dogma. We we just keep processing the, the programs and living live the way we think we're supposed to live. But you got to start questioning everything. I mean, that that's what I'm going through at the moment. It's like, you know, what, what is what's the real deal? And um, and when you when you talk to people about it and you're asking them, I don't think they know either. Like none of us really know what we're doing here. I mean, this is going back to the whole life purpose. But I mean, everyone's got a different purpose, and that's uh, I guess that's where we started this whole invisible invisible path. But you mentioned something interesting about this, saying that um, well, we go through phases. I think I think I kind of it's you get these moments, and I think in my early 30s, I hit this big moment where it was i think a turning point on this on this invisible path where all of a sudden i did pretty similar to what i'm going through now um might have even been i'm thinking milestones in my life i mean school university my 20s they just blew past i didn't even didn't even look up i don't think through all that it wasn't until late 20s where i was considering settling down and not because i wanted to but it just seemed like the thing to do at the time um you know, married at 29. Um, yeah, I think 30. No, I wasn't 30. I was 30. I don't even know. 32, first child. So yeah, around that time, there was a big, a lot of questions around. Okay, things got serious. <laughs> things are starting to. Yeah, things are really starting to step up. Um, so yeah, early 30s, I had one of these turning points, and now, now 37, I'm I'm going through it again. But I do think it's earlier than what I should earlier than what normally should happen i'm thinking it is because of the the desire to lift consciousness and attract or or you know have my human vessel house more consciousness that interest sparked up pretty mid 30s and now i'm i'm doing this audit thing again but have you gone through these stages as well oh definitely definitely but probably later and further apart than what you're experiencing because you're a millennial or at the latest stages of millennial, but um, yes. So you're you're tripping through this stuff. <laughs> I am. I'm tripping. Well, it's funny. A, even a even quicker. millennial, even millennials are a trip because uh, yeah, I think I'm the I'm 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 yeah early millennial. Like on the scale, I think I'm in the early years because some of the because the late millennial, you know, I don't even associate myself with those guys. <laughs> it's like we, we are we're light years apart. Um, in, well, in it just 
Yeah, I was just going to share with you like a, a couple of experiences that I've had and it was it was with um you know buying products and being shown a product or a machine that I was buying at the time and you know I'm face to face with this guy and he's he's talking at 100 miles an hour and I'm trying to get him to slow down you know because I'm a bit slower these days because of all the medication that I'm on with my injury and getting older i would never have thought that getting older would slow me down but i can see how how it does when you get to those milestone birthdays like 50 and 60 stuff happens to you just to the body because that's that's how it's made so and i'm and it happened twice and they're rushing through and i'm like going slow down slow down and it's like i don't know if it's because they had an appointment straight after me or or whatever, but it's blah, 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 and may as well have not said anything to me by the time I've walked out because it just went completely over my head way too fast. I'm thinking, who are these, you know, 20-year-olds that process so quick that us baby boomers can't keep up? Yeah, the kids the kids move quick, but they don't think. That, 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 they're not thinking. They're just racing. Well, that's the thing that I'm, I'm wondering about. You know, are are they actually that good that they can process and think and and spit out a superior or better um, response or solution, or are they are they just you know ADHD? <laughs> it could be could be a bit of that. I think it's um, yeah, horses for courses depends what they're doing because yeah, I mean I'd say I'm mid mid ground. Um, but I, I will interact with, with young 20 year olds and yeah, they, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the 20 version. I mean, I'm not the 20 year old version of myself. Was I like that? I mean, I, I can feel the shift in, in time, but there's also, I think they're just racing. Like these guys would run through multiple red lights and not even, not even realize yeah. they're just, they're just going to where they're going. Because yeah. they're fixated on on the goal and where they're heading, and yeah, they will they will get to that goal, they'll smash it, they'll do the job well, but they I don't think they enjoyed the journey. And I and I'm looking back at my twenties, and you know we took a lot of photos, had a lot of fun, did a lot of stuff, but did I enjoy the journey? I don't think I really started to get into that in, in, until my thirties. So I think it's just depends what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of Dolores Cannon, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Oh, it sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> well, it is, but then it, you know, it's so, like her books, Convoluted Universe, one, two, and three, and now I'm into the New Earth book, and listening to that while I'm driving around the countryside, going wherever I'm going, and I'm listening to this stuff going, wow, that that's that's bloody out there. Like it's, I thought I had a pretty open mind, but that's pretty out there. And if if that's the case, and and these new young, wonderful humans coming through, yep, who aren't as um who who are more connected to what they're doing here and why they came here. Because I stop and think about that, and I thought, well, geez. You know, I start to review my life now as I was talking to my uncle and I asked him if he thought about, you know, just writing his memoirs, really, like the stories. He shared a story with me where 
where he nearly nearly died in a work accident when he was, I don't know, 17 or something, and that he was lucky to be here. And, of course, that triggered off thoughts in my head to think, well, then my, I, you know, he, his kids wouldn't be here. My cousins wouldn't be here. You know, the impact of those sorts of things. And I found, found that quite interesting. Um, yeah, I found that quite interesting that he he would have a whole lot of stories like that and and just writing those things down so that your loved ones may or may not want to know about it. But if they did, um, like I did with my grandmother, I went to New Zealand searching for my grandmother and, you know, I've never seen a photo of her. I don't even yeah. know where she's buried in the cemetery because they didn't put headstones back then. And, you know, most of the people that would know have already passed away. So... You know, I'm still walking around blind trying to find out who this, who my grandmother was. And, yeah. you know, I know she died young of TB, but I don't have a photo of her. And that, I don't know what she looks like. So it's very hard. I think that's important because I want to connect. And I can't connect without that, knowing what she, a photo of her, knowing what she looked like. Lost in time. Yeah, lost in time. And I think, I think... You know, either our children or their children or their children, you know, will want to know and they'll come looking one day like I did. Yep. Yep. At some point. Yeah. I, you just you just pushed me into really deep reflective thought. <laughs> <laughs> My screen hasn't frozen. Um, firstly, how important are memoirs? Like we should all be scribing our, our, our life. I mean, we've got video blogs. I mean, maybe that's a new show, Prepare for Battle, Battle's Memoirs. Um, well, me, me just telling stories of the earliest things I can remember in preschool, kindergarten. I think I think that's what life's all about because when you look at marketing now in, in, in small business or any business, I'm, I'm looking at it all the time, especially on TV and, you know, that's the big bucks advertising and marketing. But I, I do wonder about... Um, Oh, hang on, I've just lost my thought. What did you say? Um, how important memoirs is in recording time and reflecting on life, telling your stories. But you went into the marketing. Yes. So I think it is really important that we do um, we do these memoirs for ourselves firstly and then for our offspring, should they be interested. Um, because if you don't, then they're only going to get the version that someone else is going to tell them and not your version. Yeah. And I think that's what's important for them to know and and for them to know your version. And then, you know, you've got to work out how you're going to get that to them if if you've passed, passed on. Yeah. You know, how does that information get to them? And when you talk about a video, well, I think, well, can you know, will that last? How are you going to pass that on put it on the old usb put it on a secure server somewhere and give it to the solicitor with the will like all these questions are coming up um and it's technology related really because i mean you know they used to do the time capsules years ago and bury them somewhere yeah yeah under a slab of concrete well i mean now i mean what would you put in the cloud or maybe you can animate it and put it in the the metaverse. Oh, geez, I'm too, starting too to far. feel. Yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to feel really, really ancient. Um, I think. Well, oh my goodness. 
Well, I, I, I returned to Australia after my Mexican expedition um, at the end of 2016. And pretty much when I got back, um, my wife was pregnant. So, you know, a whole time in Australia has been just you know, family. And I um, we, we'd get in the habit of visiting my grandparents. We'd go over there every Sunday. You know, have a have a tea and a bicky or a bit of cake and and just talk stories and they were I mean they're 90 and 94 now still here but just hanging on and I always thought we would go there and they'll just tell me stories about about cattle farming and living in the bush and you know all the the things that bringing home you know a new a newborn baby um, a premie baby with with holes in the floor and the wind would come up through the through the floorboards and I'm like what sort of shack were you living in? They're like, yeah, we didn't even have electricity. Like these crazy stories of, of how they how they lived. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to record all that? I mean, you know, this is only five years later and recorded nothing. And now now they're not in the in a fit condition to tell the stories the same way they did, you know, even just a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're going to have to, um, yeah, this is processing. Um, I'm going to have to get my dad to tell the stories or something and record him while he's, you know, while, while we're all still here. But something interesting, I mean, while I was YouTube surfing that came up just last night was, uh, it was a, it was a scientist talking about quantum computing and how that they discovered the, a time crystal. And of course, quantum time, time crystal, quantum computing. I had to click the video. It was less than 10 minutes. So I thought, okay, I got, I'm going to have to go down here. And, they were talking about what a crystal is and how basic that is. The mathematical form of a crystal is just a self-replicating pattern. That's all it needs to be. And and it goes in, in, in our dimension, in 3D. There's only three dimensions to it. So if it goes one way, the other way, and either up or down, it's a crystal. Um, so what with a quantum computer, they were able to mathematically design or build or run this algorithm that allowed it to go into the fourth dimension. And which is time, and create a, a, a yeah another dimension to that self-replicating pattern, and it, it's it's like it's a scientific breakthrough that of course doesn't make the news unless you know you're a weirdo and you're on YouTube at midnight, googling this kind of stuff. You don't come across it. But I was thinking about that when you were telling me about looking for your ancestors and and trying to find out you know what your grandmother looked like. It's like we have to go within. The only way you're going to know is going within and then trying to feel, you know, what she looks like. And you probably already know. Yeah, that's in- interesting you say that. I mean, uh, the convoluted universe books talk about these crystals. So interesting you bring it up. I don't know how it ends up in my life. <laughs> this stuff just turns up. Uh, but, I mean, the reason why I thought, you know, fourth dimensional time crystal is because we are nothing more than an animal that replicates itself, you know, and there's, there's, you know, um, you know, we are reflections of our ancestors. Yes, we are. And I, and you're right. I'm sure if I, you know, stepped out of the 3d suit and into the fifth dimension, then I would get all of that and probably more, um, given to me by, you know, depending on what your, what your beliefs are (laughs) in life. Right. Yes. Right. Um, because everyone's different. So, so yeah, you're right. I think um, that might be my homework. Cool. Yeah, we got to do. I mean, I mean, talk about homework. Yeah, we all. I mean, I think now that we're at this level, and and I wonder, is it because we're at this level, or is it because we're at this time, this age, 
where the veil is kind of lifting and I think they're they're either it's hard to say I mean this is one of those convoluted questions are we is it because we've stepped into a new age and the energy feels different or are we choosing as individuals to live a different energetic life I haven't I haven't worked that out yet but either way it doesn't matter because we're here and and now I'm thinking because we're here and I'm I'm processing what it is that we're supposed to be doing um and audited my whole life I, I've been working with a, with a coach and she's told me that my for my life and my life path pattern and my birth charts and all the tools that she uses, my rubber doesn't hit the road until about 50. So I don't know how to process that. I'm 37. My best life doesn't start until I'm 50. Like See, I, thought, I thought 30 was the new black. <laughs> so you got 13 years to go out and just do whatever the hell you want. Just hang out. <laughs> Just cruise well, control. Well, you can just go go into the 3D life and, you know, go, well, okay, I've got 13 years in 3D life. How do I want to run amok? That's that's the point. Yeah. I mean, I could do that, but everything's just so dissatisfying. Absolutely. Or you could pull, you know, pull and lean into that what she's talking about when you get to 50. Bring it in now. That, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I say trying, but I mean, it's only because it's the invisible path. I mean, I don't I don't know how to go about doing that other than, um, yeah, writing down everything that I'm doing and trying to individually, item for, for item, um, discern whether that's in my life in 13 years or not, or whether this, whether that had an accumulative positive effect in my life in 15. I mean, everything seems good right now, you know, working on a handful of hobbies and you know, like it got a good circle of support and, you know, good projects. Um, but the thing is, even trying to work out what the number one project is. I mean, the, you know, I've got, I've got three kids, so I need, I need to look after these guys. Um, it takes up a fair bit of time, like full time. Um, but wh- where, where do I, where do I exert my, yeah, my, my energy? And I mean, this podcast is cool. That's a good yeah. start. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's where you start going with the access consciousness and you start, you know, vibrating at that at that level or evolution, should I say. I mean, they're, they're the questions that you you start to ask yourself. Yeah, I'm just sitting here because I'm thinking, I want you to tell me the answers. I mean, I feel like, you know, you've, you've walked alongside me long enough now that I think you would have a good idea of, you know, what I'm about um because i get i get distracted so easy i was looking at um i was researching um the black panthers the other day i watched um i watched a movie on netflix and all of a sudden i'm like yeah the black panthers you know they were they're all that righteousness and communities and you know uniting people and and programs to help people and it just seems like uh they were so on point but you know this this happened a lifetime ago um, in a di- very different world to what we're in right now. I mean, a, a couple episodes ago, we we're only discussing, you know, the difference between um, socialism and capitalism, and you know, did they even know what they were talking about? Now, I think we're so far from that. Um, so yeah, so I get I get distracted with with identity, but um, yeah, I, I guess let, let's talk about where where you're at, if you don't mind sharing, because I think this whole um, being re, I mean, branding. 
and and business and you know as the as the business owner or the the entrepreneur i think it's we're at a point where influencer marketing is is still you know maybe not number one because i think data and and that's going to take over but it's still a very powerful form of marketing you know telling your story and having people connect with you and enjoy your products i mean this is this is kind of how we how we met in the first place doing a business course um i aligned with the one of the main educators of that of that program and i thought this is a guy that's walked the path i'm walking on so you know teach me teach me what you've learned yeah absolutely i mean i'm i'm i've restarted that course um you know because i had that postponing through the whole injury stuff so now i've gone back to it and i'm in the the final leg of it and i'm like okay so this is where the the rubber hits the the ground or the pedal and you know this is going to be full on and then i'm thinking why am i knocking myself out you know i'm just not that driven person that i used to be it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and especially when i'm i'm meant to be focusing on my rehabilitation injury rehabilitation not drug and alcohol rehabilitation just to be clear <laughs> that's good <laughs> um and then I'm thinking, right, so, you know, I really don't have to do this stuff anymore and it's a bit dated yeah. and I need to, if I do do it, I need to, you know, rebrand and update and all the rest of it, which I've I've got all of those answers of what, what that's going to look like. But now the motivation to do it is fading and, and I'm asking the same questions you are going right okay so I'm 60 years of age and do I want to be knocking myself out for this for this stuff you know is this really what I want to do or was it something that was a good idea over three years ago and I don't have the answer yet but I, I feel like I'm relating to when you're talking about you know following the shiny bouncy ball yeah. being distracted by other things and when when i'm distracted by other things then there's something that's not fulfilling that i'm doing right now so it's not it's not enough to drive me or it's not enough to motivate me not enough to get me out of bed then you know it's probably not the right path and then i think but the pain of starting a new path feels like it would be a lot so i'm sitting in that that contemplation i guess of whether whether I continue on or whether I just go, oh, you know, throw it up and go, let it go and wait until I decide what it is that I do want to do. But then the other part of me says, look at all that work that you've done. I came this far. That's right. Do you really want to throw it away? Are you just that one step away from it going bang out there? You know, do you really want to, you know, sit in that place of possible regret that's a big one that that's dangerous i've made a lot of decisions like that i came this far if i i i may regret it but if i don't finish i will regret it kind of stuff and i think there's a lot of business owners that fall into that like one yeah. of these one of these projects that um i'm working on at the moment is it's a business course for helping like you know businesses that are, i think that have kind of been in the business for too long um just just shape up just work on the structure and, and get get the wheels back on and i'm thinking that all the business owners are having these sort of can you imagine being in business in the same business for 10 15 years 
and you're just going through the motions now. You're not excited about it. It's paying the bills sometimes. <laughs> you're just doing you're doing the best you can. You're not excited about it. And and we're I mean we're close to launching a course that's going to be shape it up and sell it. Sell your business. I mean now's now's the time. Um, or how long how long should you be in business for anyway? I mean should you build a business with the exit strategy in mind, with a two year plan, a three year plan, or five or something? But yeah, these are the questions. Well. That is what the experts say um, in, in all of the business courses and leadership courses that I've been in. They always talk about that exit strategy, you know, whether or not you um, invoke that, you still got to you still got to have that, you know, front and centre because, yeah, because someone some some big corporation or whoever might come along and go, hey, we love that idea. We love that business and we want to take it over. What's, what's your price? What's your motivation? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, this is where I'm happy I'm, I'm talking to you because motivation is your thing. And I'm, I'm wondering, how is it? How is it that we get caught up on, on motivations when there's too many shiny balls bouncing around? Because one of the big ones that I'm, I'm facing right now is whether I should go back and, and study. I should go back to uni. Like I, I want to finish. I want to, and me finishing is, you know, doctorate or PhD or you know, as, as high as you can go, and then being the professor. And and I, I do believe it's just self worth issues. I don't have to do it. I don't have to go that far. But you know, I want to finish. And I come this far. You know, I did two two years out of a out of a four year doctorate, and then um, pull the plug um, with the option to go back at any time. And I'm thinking, do I do I go back? And if I did, if I did go back, I'd be studying something different. But that's a big shiny ball in my life. And I'm thinking, do I do I want to go into that? I mean, the entrepreneurial stuff and the businesses is just it's it's a little more exciting, but it's not as secure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I love to study, love to learn, so it's always there for me. Um, but I guess I make decisions based on how that study is going to benefit. The 3D life, I guess, is what I'd say. Yeah. The 3D life and and yeah, what what's going to be the return on that um, study? Because you know it's great to study and great to learn, but you know if you're a chronic, <laughs> I say chronic studier, but I think they say professional student or something like yes. that is the term where they no, do one course after another, and you know you're you're you know a whole lot about stuff but you know does it rake in the money not really no you know still working down the cafe still working down the bar trying to make ends meet that sort of stuff so i mean i i'm doing the same sort of thing you know i did a big long trip up the coast to visit my uncle and on the way back going through one of these wonderful country towns i saw a whole lot of what looked to be someone started some sort of housing estate and then didn't finish it. I was sitting there thinking, wow, that could house a lot of people if someone would just go in there and finish the job. I wonder what it would take to do that. And then, of course, my head starts going, well, I could do that because what I've realised through all of this stuff is that my secret source or the thing that I'm really good at is yeah. ideas. You are really good at that. Yeah, and I, you you put ideas together like Lego, and <laughs> the plans are all there. Yeah, I've yes. seen I've seen you do it. Yes, it's impressive. 
Yeah, thank you. And and I do, I'll just throw these things together and I've got lots of paper and, and pencils and sharpeners so that I can write this stuff down and I draw maps and so that people, when I communicate the ideas, they'll understand a bit better if I've drawn it out. Then they can see what's in my head. And then I think, well, okay, so how am I going to make that work? Like, how am I going to turn that into a business? How do you articulate that you're a good ideas person? Someone would probably say, well, what what idea? Well, well you got to tell me what your problem is and then I'll, I can give you the idea. You know, it's not so simple to to do that no no i'm thinking but you're definitely the right person that can help me work out how to stay on track because yeah there's there's a lot to there's a lot to process i mean i i, I guess well tell me about um so what are you thinking re- regarding your business like how close are you to to the the goal or do you do you feel or do you feel like it's off track yes i i guess i'm sitting on it i'm Isn't sitting on it yeah, I'm sitting on it, and there, and there is no rush because it is what it is right now. Do I want to put all of the effort into into this money, time? Because I know what needs to be done, and I'm in a position where I can do all of those things now. But the key thing is, do I want to do it? Do I yeah. want to go down that path? Do I want this thing to take up all of my time and be the only thing I'm thinking about, to be passionate about it, to be the expert, to be, you know, all the things they talk talk about in the course. Do I want to be that person or could yeah. I just close the door on it and, you know, go into the next room and, you know, do nothing, clean house, make gardens? The, the funny thing here, I think, is that you've got the luxury to think that way because you do have the resources to do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the curse of being able to do whatever you want. Because I think, I mean, I've always had that. I mean, be, being an Australian, you can pretty much do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Um, it's, a, and it's, it's a mental freedom. But if you didn't have the resources, then you'd be, I mean, enjoying the struggle and, and you know, driving towards finishing the goal that you don't have the resource to finish. Because, I don't know, we kind of, we, we enjoy that mindset. Yeah, you're absolutely right because when while you were talking I thought, well, if I didn't have the resources, what would I be doing? I'd be trying to find work. And every time I drive down the road, um south, <laughs> down the country road, there's a great big dish. I live near the dish where they made the movie The Dish with Sam oh, cool. Neill. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I really want to work there. I would love to work there. Um just a day or two um but i just feel you know when i'm thinking that way that i want to go get a job in employment somewhere i've dropped into lazy sloth lazy because it's so easy just to go to work and pick you know pick up your pay at the end of the day and you know you might you might work and do a whole heap of great stuff or you might not do any work for that money but you're still getting it yep I'm sure so, the coffee tastes good. Yeah, and Just then I think, out. then I think, yes, 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 getting lazy. You're getting lazy if you're thinking that way because it takes a lot of guts and courage to go out and do your own business. Yeah, that that's that's what I love about it. I I love to suffer. 
Yeah, I think that's it. It's the struggle. We're so used to struggle street. I mean, we, we don't have to. You don't. No. You don't have to. Do, you have to. Do, yeah, you don't have to do it that way. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that start businesses and they do really well, and everything just unfolds itself for them, and then they they take holidays and then they sell it and make a whole bunch of money, and then you know sit in their ass for a while and think, what what next business should I do? I mean, that's what I'm looking to evolve into. That type of business owner. Um, right now, I'm I'm technically a um, a hobbyist slash freelancer slash student <laughs> it's like not where I, I mean it's it's not um it's not as glamorous as what i think people think the people that know me think i'm doing all this amazing stuff and i am but it's not um yeah it's not that exciting yeah and i mean just for you because that is the thing the way that you live the way that i live it might be glamorous to us but it is to others because we are very active in our lives and what we want to achieve. Even though the goalposts might change, we're course correcting all the time, but we're out there doing these these amazing things and we just keep going, you know, like the book, the podcast, the course. Yeah. You know, all the stuff that you're doing all the time. It, you never stop. We never stop looking um even when we're changing shoes, because that's that's really what that's about, is that evolution and starting to evolve, um, moving to the next level. I I just I realised um, when we were talking about the audit in the in the beginning, or it might have been before the show. I'm I'm working on seven hobbies, and I'm calling them hobbies because you know the um, the income's not what it what it should be. I mean, and they're, and they're not businesses because they're not ready to sell. So I'm working on seven projects right now, and this is this is another thing that adds to the identity crisis of if I stick my head above water and and want to move into the influencer marketing space, then you know what 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 am I doing? Who am I helping? What's the the cause? They're good questions, and when you say seven, that's probably four too many. I think so. Yeah, definitely. I've been told three. And when you have a look at most successful businesses and their marketing, you'll see that they've got three things, a book, you know, a podcaster, a something. They'll have three things, three major things. Well, where I where I allow myself the luxury to do more than, you know, maybe even for me, I should only be working on two things. Um, but where, where it's, you know, I think where I allow myself to expand is I've, I've got a, a partner with six of them. I mean, I include the podcast. So this podcast, I don't think would be as successful in in production, even though I think, you know, we've been very relaxed recently. Um, I don't think it would be as successful um, if I wasn't partnered with you. Because there, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's an obligation, you know, we're both doing this thing together. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I seem to partner with people and work on projects together, knowing that, I can take a break and the other person can carry the slack, vice versa, and we kind of just keep walking down the path, which which gives me confidence to do more than, you know, a handful of things. Well, exactly, and more than a handful. Yes. So are you going to add another one to that seven? No, I included it. Okay. I included it. So these this are the new, the new projects. Um, and I believe that this was a manifestation. So I, I literally asked the universe for help 
and then this turned up, um, which is going to incorporate or have an impact on pretty much everything else. And what it is, it's a it's a community platform. It's a community platform for all the ideas that that we talk about, but with a with a partner that's also in in marketing and has the desires to build a a marketing company. Um, I think one of the first goals. It's funny. One of the first goals I thought, okay, you're just checking. <laughs> I mean, I don't like this other thing. I don't like partnerships. I think they're very hard to manage. Um, so. I'm kind of over the partnerships, even though I've got, I'm working with a handful of partners. I had to ask the goals. It's like, why, why are we doing this? Just cut straight to the straight to the um, the the big stuff. Yeah. We're, we're here to make money, right? Like this is one of the goals. We're going to make money, and it's just like we both had a laugh. And absolutely, this is the reason why we're doing it. You know, we're both we're both um, you know young fathers with kids and families, and you know, we've got wives, and you know, we're we're in the same. And I'm like, how did I just manifest somebody through a contact through someone else to turn up that's kind of a mirror of myself with the same goals as me that has similar side projects to what i have and wants to bring everything together and it's like um if you're playing pac-man blindfolded and then you hear that noise of when you just run over the cherries or something it's like i did something i just won i don't know how um but you know that's this is what this is what happens i think you just got to follow your intuition and stick with things and then things fall out of the sky and just happen for you like i i do think there's a big component of luck in building businesses well i think also too you know like listening to what you've just said um you know you've asked and then you've received and i had a conversation today about how most people don't know how to receive they know how to give they know how to do for everyone else but they don't know how to receive for themselves um and i think that's the strength that you've gotten and that person showing up i mean i know and listening to dolores cannon um where she talks about how powerful we are as human beings especially when we start stepping into different levels of humans being being here um that we're incredibly powerful creators and you know i guess there's the religious component where they talk about you know prayer and asking god for what you want you could probably simplify and put it into that that you know someone might turn around and say well all you did was pray and then god answered your prayer and then this person showed up you know that's yeah i was on my knees yes well there you go (laughs) So, so um, you know, if you took the religion out of it and just looked at the spiritual side of it, which I think is is what you're talking about when you say universe, um, you're asking the universe, you're asking whatever's out there, if anything's out there, to, you know, give something to make your life easier, you know, to give you help. It's help. It's a call for help. Yeah. And, and it shows up, but you created that. Your super consciousness created that. Yeah, I, I want to. Um, I, yeah, I like I like this topic. I, I you, you're 100% spot on. But I'm, I want to try and articulate what it feels like to do that. Um, because it, it, you do need to create. There, there is definitely a surrendering to the fact that you you can't do this. You can't do it on your own, and it's got nothing to do with ability or your inability to do something. It's just that 
you you have to trust your intuition. So it's it's a it's an intuitive path, um, and you can't force anything. And even when you ask, you can't even you can't even know what you're asking for in a way. Like you really have to just open up a, a vacuum in time space, like an emptiness, um, and then surrender it. It's like, but it's a fullness at the same time because you know because you do you do want something. Um, and and I was I was joking. I wasn't actually praying, but there are moments. There are moments when it's just like I'm not even sure what the what the conversation is in your head. But it's um yeah it's like it's almost like a yeah it's a it's a yearning to let go of an expectation like that that surrendering and then you just continue to continue to move on your path and then things happen and you're like wait a minute that problem just evaporated and but you, but you have to recognize it because the way that this thing unfolded was um it's like playing tetris backwards it's like you've got that that little you've got that empty space in your in your bricks and the, and you're you're working on pulling the pieces from the top down and you're placing them all but then randomly a brick just comes up from the bottom and you know you have to um you have to let it do its thing you can't kind of interfere with it so yeah it is very it's very difficult to explain but um but no, that, I, that, that that's what happened i know i know what you mean and you know i've in some of those courses that I that I've been doing all my life, is um, they would say that they that you would you are playing full out and for whatever it is that you want for the outcome that you want, um, but you're not attached to the outcome. So you've put it out there to the universe and said this is what I want, and then you've let it go, and then it's just showed up. Yeah. So I think, you know, in a nutshell, that's what happened. Well, I, I don't think it could have happened if if I didn't um, join your course and do the and do the access consciousness because it's um it's almost like I I mean I did it had no expectation and now things are rearranging itself in my life but um, I kind of went off it for I mean the the weeks afterwards I didn't do anything like you know you got to practice. Um, I didn't I didn't do anything. Um, and then because I've, I've lined up a couple of sessions for me to to practice this week, the start of the week has been very uh, confronting, like just with my own emotions of motivation towards what it is that I'm doing. And I'm happy I had this conversation just to kind of like get it all flowing again, because it's it's um it is hard to talk about, you know, with with different audiences. So. Now that I've now that I've kind of spoken about this and then getting you know your reflection as well, I yeah I'm at, I'm at a point where it's it's almost exciting again. It's exciting to let go and just just go with the flow and just you know move with it. Yeah, well it's that you know it's that stuff that I talk about. It's being courageous. Sorry, courageous. You've got to be brave to be able to even you know step into what you're stepping into. Because really, you don't know what you're stepping into. You just, you've got faith and you're you're moving forward with it. Yeah, and completely. It, and as a result, things are, you know, things are flowing for you. Things are happening. Well, I've been watching you do it for the last couple of years as well. Yeah. So that, that, that helps. Like, the way you move through space and time and some of the decisions you're like, just happened. <laughs> Yes, yes, I had a conversation in the, in the last week about that and 
you know, where people, where I would say things and I, I guess I say it out loud, you know, not to brag or um, skite or anything like that, but really just it's an affirmation, it's a declaration when I'm having a conversation with someone. And it was, you know, 20 odd years ago and I said, I'm, I'm going to go and buy a house, you know, and I, I had no deposit, no savings, nothing like that. And it just happened to be at that time the banks were doing 100% loans on houses. You know, did I create that? I don't know. But I used it and I, you know, <laughs> yep. it, it cost me $400 to move into that house. And that was the removalist. I didn't pay anything. It, you know, they'd structured the loan in that way. And I brought a house. And so to be reminded of those types of things, I'm like, hmm, yes, yes, I have I have been able to manifest and create anything that I want, really. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, we're extremely powerful, far beyond anything we can imagine. It's just, I think it just comes down to asking the questions, doesn't it? Well, it's, yeah, it is. The questions are incredibly powerful, um, which is access consciousness always talks about the question, and so does um, the other course, Landmark. They talk about um, powerful questions, and we have to ask those questions of ourselves every day you know usually and we're doing that all all day anyway you know it usually starts with oh what am I going to wear today what am I going to have for breakfast you know they're all questions inside our heads you know will I go down will I go down the shop now you know will I answer that phone call you know what show will I watch on tv all of those types of things that we we just take for granted, I guess. But really, if you ask a powerful question, then it's going to show up in some way. Just got to be ready for it because you always yeah. get what you ask for. And I, that's what I, I've found in life. I always get what I ask for. Yeah. You said something interesting a little a little while back about um, I'm thinking if I have to live the 50-year-old self of myself now. Yeah. What what did you mean by that? Well, it's pulling that that what I would call wise fifty year old Aaron into being into life now, thirteen years early, because you don't have to wait till fifty to do that. You can create it and pull it into yourself now. Should you want it? I mean, you've got to decide whether you want it or not, because you don't really know what that looks like. So you've got to be courageous to go okay I'm, I'm ready to make whatever that 50 year old Aaron looks like work now yeah that that's kind of what I'm doing I mean without without even thinking about it that's exactly what I'm what I'm doing I mean I think that's that's what we're all kind of soon anyone that embarks on this path the invisible path that's what we're kind of doing we're trying to um yeah we're trying to surrender to our reason for being here this this purpose you know the the secret source let it shine through um let me become who i'm supposed to be so and it's funny that we had the episodes of you know what would i what sort of conversation would i have if i engaged my 20 year older self we had a couple episodes on that i mean is that a coincidence because i never really thought about it no i don't i don't think it is i mean i i wanted to ask my uncle um that question you know, at 78 and retired, and he's someone who I guess is like us, 
who worked all his life and did more than one job many times, um, but always kept his eye on the prize of looking after his his wife and his family and did whatever he had to do to do that, you know, and I was talking talking through that with him, um, you know, the types of jobs that he had. I mean, he, he did, he immigrated from Scotland and he did, um, you know, truck driving jobs, just fell into them, but they ended up being perfect for him. But he didn't realise that at the time. Um, now he now he knows, he reflects back on it and, and you know, he got good money, good contracts out of out of the the truck driving. It's good to but reflect. It is good to reflect, but I mean the thing is he didn't know. So it's that it's that sort of stepping into it, but stepping into it, not running into it. Like you step into it step by step, and you you know look at the due diligence of whatever decisions you're going to make as you step into it. Yeah. You know, there'll, there'll be some of that where you will just know, you'll have a knowing, and you'll have that intuitive side as well. And then there'll be all of the research that you could do on the 3D level. Man, that's um, where these conversations send to me my mind is is deep. I mean, this is, I, I'm, I'm going back to the time crystal. Like that that person that you are, that step that's fallen into these things, like that thing is the reoccurring pattern that the time crystal is. So we're all kind of time crystals, you know, replaying who, whatever it is that we are, as in the 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 unique design that makes you you. Um, you're just going to keep bouncing through space time in your life, doing your your thing the way you do it. Um, yeah, it's that that's who you are. The thing before the thing happens. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. I know I know when you when you meditate on that idea or you just just let's let's not use the word meditate let's just say chilling out you know feet up probably cocktail in hand and you just staring into space um you realize how expansive you are like you are complete freedom to think of whatever you want in any way you want you know just to just to go into your own mind and go you know infinite in any direction um like that's that's enormous that's giant so we're all just giant crystals yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it i love crystals i mean i've got crystal everywhere um crystals and rocks are my are my thing and you know it's not like i sit there and you know feel them or pick them up or anything like that i just have to have them around me and the more i learn about it crystals and and they're actually incredibly powerful and have been for a long long time on this planet and universe and and it's something that i wasn't that aware of how powerful they actually are yeah i mean i you don't often think about that kind of stuff in your day-to-day you know running and chasing your own tail yeah yeah i mean i know i've got a crystal somewhere a clear one and you know it was a bit jagged and a bit rough around the edges but i loved it so now i'm going to go and look for it after this podcast um and and keep it close by. Maybe tune into it and, you know, do some meditation around it because I think I've just heard about the crystals listening to the book. Now, you've mentioned the crystals. So my daughter's name is Crystal. So there's got to be something in this crystal conversation. Now's the time. 
I think now is the time, and, and I know that it might sound a bit airy-fairy, loopy-whoopy to people who are not into it, but what I would say to them is to just try it on. <laughs> yeah, it's just a recurring pattern. Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. What have you got to lose? Come on. Recurring pattern. I mean, we've got so many, you know, Access Consciousness talks about this, the, the conditioning, the implants that have been there all our lives. Yeah. This life and any other life, you know, if you believe in other lives. But, um, you know, there's there's so much in there. There's so many patterns and beliefs and conditioning that, you know, now's the time to go, hey, is that stuff working for me or not? Yeah. I just feel this, this conversation just went 10x energy. I just... Yeah, it just went right up. So I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna round it off on on this high and jump into tips. Because, yeah, 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 sounds be, good to before me. Before we before we roll into part two, another hour, which happened in the last couple episodes. Oh, I know. Couldn't right? help ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that 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 crystal stuff. I mean, I, I feel like I'm only like, I feel like I'm right here in the moment. I'm only just understanding what I'm saying as I'm saying it right now because I mean I've been into this stuff, you know, on and off. Like the knowing is there in you. But I haven't actually felt the way I'm feeling right now. Like it's it's an excited knowing rather than just an interest. Like it's 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 expanding itself. So my tip number one yeah. is to trust yourself. Yeah, I mean trust yourself as in you know you already know what you like. You know what you're interested in. You know you you know you know you know what the right thing to do is. Like you already know. So you just got to kind of like just remind yourself that it's cool and go back to that that place i mean even if you know you're stepping out and you're outside the boundaries i mean you know so you know enjoy it but you know before you get in trouble but then come back you know <laughs> stay get inside the fence um because yeah i mean the, the trust is knowing and i think um and the, the more we we kind of allow ourselves to be aware of it it's uh we're building that muscle that discernment muscle so that you know you can feel it more and then uh you know, as uh, as we've all been doing, hopefully we can um, keep ourselves on track and then start to, you know, enjoy the, the process more rather than stressing out about, you know, am I on track or am I not on track? I tend to do that, but it's um it's only because I want to get – I mean, who's who's racing to become 50 years old other than me? <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> what am I even saying? So, yeah, so that's uh, first tip. Um my second tip is, um, you know, let's let's be aware of um, of determination. I think there's sometimes we're determined to do things, perhaps not for the right reasons. Um, I've only, I'm not even sure if that's a tip. It's more of a statement. Um, be aware of your determination because uh, something I've always liked, uh, and occasionally it pops up. Uh, it's a, it's a funny saying. It's someone said the um, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And it's like, why do we have to? Why do you have to work hard to be lucky? But I think part of the determination aspect is just if you know you're on, if you know you're enjoying what you're doing, just keep turning up. Like you, you don't have to work hard at turning up. Just, just keep turning up. And um, yeah, I think that's probably more about determination. Like even with our projects that we're that we're doing and the businesses that we're building, you know, it might um, we might question whether we want to finish it or not. And and I mentioned that there's no rush. And I think that's because it will always be there. I mean, as time evolves and industries and sectors change, even if what you even if the business you're building doesn't seem to fit um, right now, um, you can always tweak it because there's, there's always like um, 
you know, interchangeable or transferable knowledge. Just got to reapply it. And um, and then my my tip number three is um, is about motivation. I think um, you kind of got to you got to strike while the iron's hot because even though yeah, even though you think you might be motivated about doing something, and most of the time we are. I mean, I see. I think people in our space, we are we are motivated, and and I I know this is is totally Sharon. This is your thing. I mean, because, you know, you you taught me all that motivation and the motivational maps in particular. Um, yeah, I think yeah, as as long as as long as you you're doing, I mean, just doing things for the right reasons. You know, you are you are motivated about it, and if you're not motivated, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Maybe uh, maybe it's not my thing. Or maybe I need a break. You know, don't don't throw it away. Just take a break. Oh, look, that's fantastic. I just love it. it. And it's so true, like all of them, but especially the last one with the motivation. Like, you know, it's difficult to be motivated all the time. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to have something that ticks off at least one of your top three motivators. Um, and most people don't even know what they are. But you can work out some of them because it's um you know it's things that aren't an effort things that you're not you know things that aren't heavy heavy in energy or heavy to do mentally you know it's light and it's easy and it's joyful you know it's motivation is is absolutely everything and then you know the rest of the things fall into place then then you then you'd be looking at self-care and what you're putting in your body and hydration and all those things because at the end of the day we've got this human suit that needs certain things and you know my conversation over the last few days has all been about aging so you know don't worry about rushing to get to 50 because 50 is the near 30 Oh, that's so good. So <laughs> I, I do feel that I because I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm 18. I feel immature. I feel <laughs> I feel uh, like you know the whole my whole life's in front of me, and I'm a, I'm a 37 year old man. Yeah. That's I mean it's a brand new feeling. I I, don't, I didn't imagine I'd feel this way at 37, but I feel younger now than I did seven years ago. That's fantastic, isn't it? And and that is like just that thinking and you declaring that now you actually are you know you actually are younger because of it it keeps you young yeah yeah sometimes i'm like you can't keep shaving you're getting younger <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a benjamin button i think it was called that movie where he was reverse aging yeah that's right that's, that's <laughs> it yeah so you know a little bit of that well awesome tips so i'll just go straight into mine quickly and um, jotting them down as you were talking because I'm thinking, oh, the tips. Right. So. That's how we do it. Yeah. The number one, my number one tip, given that we we're talking about crystals, uh, my tip is go and get a crystal. Cool. Go out, get into your crystal shop, wherever it is, or go online and get yourself a crystal that talks to you, that you look at and you go, oh, that makes my heart sing or I just I just love that the look of it or the feel of it if you're able to go face to face but get a crystal and Perfect. I'm going to find mine and then number two is try it on like all of this stuff that we're talking about you know we, we're actually moving our business conversation into the fourth and fifth 
dimensions, if you ask me. That's where they're heading. And so some people, you know, are firmly planted in the physicality of what they call the third dimension, human life here. Um, So try it on. Try on getting the crystal. Try on um, opening, being open to to these different levels and dimensions. And because there's a lot of people out there at the moment who, um, who are trying it on big time uh, the, the new age movement the new earth movement it's yeah. it's exploding well right i think now. yeah i mean it was called new age airy fairy stuff for such a long time and since this new earth label has come in people love that like it just resonates with them whether yeah. they believe in new age or not i don't think you can call it new age anymore i think i think it is uh, you know the creation of a new earth based yep. on a lot of esoteric stuff well i i think yeah just on that two things the first one the, the new age it was um there was a change of age like 2012 and the end of the um the the aztec mayan calendar and then right. going into the age of aquarius and then now that we're here i think we recognize it because people are feeling the shift yes. Yes. and so the new earth the new earth kind of came out but the the other thing is when you're saying try it on i mean that's that's so important because you can't you can't dismiss what we don't know if there are other people talking about it like i mean that could be if that could be your next target market and just in building the the business businesses and business courses now i i realize it's got nothing to do with the business it's got everything to do with the mindset of the business owner and entrepreneur and being able to you know, let go of things and be dynamic and then pivot and then take advantage of opportunities. And that's all in in your mind as a business owner. Yes, that's right. Because we, we create, we create, we create, and we don't even realize that we're doing it. Mm. Okay. So my third tip is to watch the sunset. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> take I, it easy. I was driving home yesterday and... It would have been around 5 o'clock, 5.30, and, you know, out in the rural country uh, road and the sun, it was going down and the clouds were all around it and the colour was this vibrant pink. It was just incredible. And I thought, I need to stop and, you know, really soak in that that sunset, you know, that nature is is grand it's incredibly grand and we we i think i felt so privileged to be here to be able to experience that sunset and all of its glory and its color and then you know how bright it was and as a result of watching the sunset i connect connected with nature connected with with the amazing creation of nature so watch the sunset and connect that's my third tip connect with yourself yeah connect with your your higher self because that's who's running the show if you ask me oh don't even get me started (laughs) (laughs) the observer effect you are the witness you are the creator you collapse the the hologram on itself just by Mm. opening your eyes yeah it's all coming the hologram i still haven't got my robot it's coming well, I, I've heard a lot of things that there are robots in different countries and I, I just can't understand why they're not here yet. And and they're, they're not just like a, 
like the vacuum cleaners, they're actually humanoid robots. I think half the people I talk to in my life are robots. I'm waiting for them to turn up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for them to turn up as people. Uh, That's naughty. Shouldn't judge. Uh, (laughs) I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Sounds good. All right. See you next week. See ya. (laughs)